and welcome to Noah's Window. I'm back again today to talk to you about a few things, and I was just uh, chatting with Grace, who's behind the camera. There's so many things, it's hard to narrow it down, so I'll try to keep it short. But I titled the little uh, thoughts today, The End of Sin. Now, I don't know if you think of this the way I do, but um, one of the things that I struggle with every day is sin. There's the sin that makes this life so miserable, the sin of people around me, um, the, the pain that that sin causes. Uh, then there's my own sin that I struggle with. Um, so I would really like for it to end. In fact, I, I talked to Mark a lot about when we get to heaven, there's so many things I'm looking forward to in heaven. But one of the things I'm looking forward to in heaven is getting rid of the sin. So let me talk to you a little bit about that from the scripture and, and how that all fits together from what the Bible teaches us. So first of all, we need to review where sin came from and what it is. So sin came in in the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 3. And it was, um, it was an act of rebellion, what Adam and Eve did. I always say it didn't have anything to do with fruit. And by the way, the Bible doesn't tell us what the fruit was. We, it, we often joked about it being an apple, but we don't know. We don't know that it was an apple. We don't know that it wasn't an apple. We don't know. God chose not to tell us what that was, which is a good thing. He, a lot of things he leaves out of the Bible, he does in his great wisdom, right? So he didn't tell us. But God had warned Adam and Eve about the act of distrust that was involved in their rebellion against him. It wasn't about fruit. And what he said is, if you eat, when you eat thereof, you will die. And the original language said, the process of death will begin. So when God created Adam and Eve, they weren't created to die. They were created to live forever and ever with plenty, abundance, everything that they needed and everything they could enjoy. That's what God had in mind. That's what he, he created us for. But then there's that old sin. So sin, sin um, uh, did begin the death process. And it we know, as we just talked about yesterday, that is the result of sin. Sin, when it's finished, it brings forth death. And James 1.15 tells us that. And we know from Romans that the wages of sin, the payment for sin, is death. So sin and death are inextricably tied together. And uh, tomorrow we're going to talk a little bit about how we tend to kind of grade sin. We're going to kind of break that down a little bit. But today let's just talk about sin as a whole and how it's just kind of stuck with us and when we get to get rid of it. So I'm going to give you a couple of thoughts and encourage you maybe to pull, up, pull out your Bible and read on your own a little bit and just let God talk to you about this problem of sin because we all have it. In fact, the Apostle Paul who wrote most of the New Testament tells us in Romans chapter 7 that he was struggling. He said, the things that I want to do, I don't do. And things I don't want to do, I find myself doing it. Do any of you relate to that? I know I do. Um, we all have different areas of more weakness than others, and we struggle. And, and I don't know if you talk to yourself like I talk to myself, like, I can't believe you said that again. I can't believe you did that again. I can't believe we send to circle around and around and around. And so I look forward to that, that uh, sin problem that I have ending. And I don't want to take too much time. I want to share uh, a couple of things as far as the cure that we talked about yesterday. Jesus gave us that cure. We talked about how when he died on the cross, he made that payment for our sin so that we could be cured of that sin problem. If you remember when Jesus was on the cross, he used the phrase, it is finished. That was the last thing he said before he gave up his spirit. If you go to the book of Revelation, he also said, it is finished. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. So he used that uh, uh, again. And then in the uh, universal sense, for those who will uh, trust Jesus, John tells us in John 1 29 that when John the Baptist saw Jesus coming, he said, look, here's uh, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And if you've ever studied that passage, he's talking about all the sin 
of all the world, Jesus picks it up and carries it away. So that's the end of sin from that perspective. But you and I, we're still dealing with that, right? So I've got some good news for you. Now, you know, we think about um, uh, when we get our new body and we talk about the resurrection. We've talked about that some. But I came across a verse that just really stood out to me. I've been in Hebrews a lot because we've been talking about Abraham so much. And so in Hebrews, and we've mentioned several times that Hebrews 11 is the Faith Hall of Fame. And so Abraham and Sarah and so many others are mentioned in Hebrews 11. But coming off of Hebrews 11 is Hebrews chapter 12. And in Hebrews chapter 12, it starts with saying, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. And then it goes on and talked about living the the life that we're living now without sin. I'm not going to read all that to you because there's another verse I want to jump to. But I hope you'll pick up your Bible. Go to Hebrews 12. Read through that. So I think it'll encourage your heart and give you um, a, a little challenge as we're living our life. But I, I came across this, I was reading the Amplified, but the NLT is as is, is, uh, meaningful as well. When you get on further in the chapter, down into, um, let me see if I can read the verse number here. Um, in my old age, my eyes are a little, a little difficult. I think it's the end of verse 23. And let me set you up here, because remember in the book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews is written to Jews, okay? So when you're reading through Hebrews, you're going to read about, like in Hebrews 11, it's mostly the Jewish heroes. They would have all known from the Old Testament. So it's written to help Jews have a perspective on this new covenant that God brought in with Jesus that he had announced, although he had announced um, way back in Genesis 3. And I wish we had time. We can just walk through that. But in this particular verse, um, and we don't know for sure who wrote Hebrews. Some say maybe Paul, but we don't know. He doesn't sign off on it, whoever it was. So as, as uh, we have in the letter, this, there's a call here to be aware that we're being, you know, this life of faith. We've got, this, we've got the stands around us, all these heroes of the faith that are watching us. They're surrounding us. And it talks about how we should live our life. And then it says, in contrast to the Old Testament, remember, if you ever read through the Old Testament, where the children of Israel are at Mount Sinai. And when God came down on that mountain, it was a frightful thing. It was a meaningful thing. But it was frightful. In fact, they weren't allowed to go near it. Um, even Moses was frightened, and the others weren't allowed to go near or touch it. And so the contrast is here. If you read through Hebrews 12, it's saying it's not like those times. It's not like we're going to this mountain that we're af afraid of. And here's the contrast. It says, instead... You have come to the spirits of the righteous ones in heaven who have... Well, let me back up. Let me back up to that. You've come to the assembly of God's firstborn children whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God himself who is judge over all things. And here it is. You have come to the spirits of the righteous ones in heaven. Here it is. Who have now been made perfect. So when our spirit is leaving this body, when, when we leave this body behind, we're leaving that sinfulness with it. Hallelujah. Are you looking forward to that? I am. I want it to go away. I want to quit having to fight that battle. So um, the the spirits of the righteous ones in heaven who've now been made perfect. And that would be everyone you know that was a God follower who's already in heaven as of this point in time. When they're there, their spirits have been made perfect, which reminds us, by the way, that we're not bodies with spirits. We're spirits who are wearing a body right now. The real us, that real person inside, when we go, leave this body and go to be in, with God in heaven, then we'll be made perfect and that sin problem will go away. Now, it doesn't change the fact that Jesus paid for that sin. That's the whole reason we get to go there. Jesus exercised, he executed that payment. But while we're in this life, we're still um, troubled with that sin. Now, we have the power of the Holy Spirit to help us conquer that, but it's still going to be a, a battle. We're always going to be in that warfare here. But there will come a time when there will be an end of sin for us. 
And aren't we excited about that? I'm looking forward to that. I, I, uh, Mark and I talk about that a lot, and I am looking forward to that day. So I hope you are too. So let me pray with us today. And whatever sin we're battling today, and all of us are, um, let's just ask the Holy Spirit to help us in that battle. Like Hebrews 12 tells us to lay aside those weights, and, and we're going to live that life with, with those spirits that are watching us and knowing that we can uh, come in the presence of God himself and that he's going to help us in all of this. And then what a future we have to look forward to where there will be an end of sin. We're going to talk a little more about it, a little different piece of that tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to that. But let's have a word of prayer, and I'll look forward to seeing you the next time. Father, thank you again. First of all, thank you for Jesus who loved us so much that he was willing to make the ultimate sacrifice to pay for our sin. He didn't have to do that, but thank you, Father, that he did that for us. And that because of his great love and what he did for us, we can be free from this horrible sin that brought with it death and pain and all the things that we uh, are troubled by in this world. And we're so thankful to know that when we get translated out of this world and we leave this earthly sin-filled body that our spirit will be made perfect when we're in your presence and we're looking forward to that thank you for that to look forward to a future such a wonderful future to look forward to and uh, we pray lord even right now as we're walking through these difficult days i pray that you would just fill us with your holy spirit that you would give us courage give us joy give us uh, faith to meet the day, whatever it is, and to represent you well, knowing that we have this wonderful future and that we have this great power of you in us, working in us, even in this day. We want to honor you, and we want to um, uh, we want to be champions for those that are watching us from from heaven, because they're they're surrounding us and watching us, and we just want to we want to be on the field scoring points for the Lord. We want we want to be carrying that gospel. We want to be living our life in such a way that we're pointing others to you that we'll be with for eternity in heaven. And I just pray that you would bless our day today, bless each person that's watching and listening, bless each family that's represented. And for each individual uh, situation that is being faced today, I pray that you would just make yourself known, make yourself real, wrap your arms of love around each and every individual to carry them through this day. And we're going to thank you for what you are doing and what you're going to do. Thank you for that future that we have to look forward to. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for bearing with us today and uh, sharing a little word from the, uh, the Bible. And I'm looking forward to tomorrow, and we'll see you next time. God bless.